Hey, it's Penny here, your Dungeon Master. Thanks for checking out our podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. I just wanted to throw out a small apology about the occasional bump in sound quality. I had this whole setup planned for how we were going to record, but then COVID happened, so I've been recording over Wi-Fi and we get the odd sound issue. It's not too frequent, and I hope you can forgive it and enjoy the show anyway. Thanks again for giving it a listen. Love, Penny. everybody, welcome to the very first episode of the terrible adventures of the Janison Breffords Parchment Company. This is a, a D&D podcast, we're going to be playing 5e, we're going to be having a good time. My name is Penny, I will be your dungeon master today, and I'm I'm like pineapple on pizza, you know, like people either love me or they hate me, and everyone just kind of knows exactly which it is right from birth. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Stephanie. Uh, I'll be playing Frankie during this game, and uh, I've got a disease and no one knows what to call it. It's not true. Oh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're getting serious on session one. All right. My name's Liz. Today I'm going to be playing a dwarf barbarian called Karen. And so far I've done oh, 7,364 steps. According to my Fitbit. Oh, come on. <laughs> Today? Yeah. Hi, I'm Nathan. Um, I'm playing Flynnvar, who is a halfling bard. I almost broke my smoothie maker today, making my breakfast. So <laughs> that was fun. Hopefully not tomorrow, because <laughs> I live with smoothies. Um, and I am Poppy. I'm playing Idafa, the tiefling rogue. And I have really nice dice. Can you hear them? Ooh, clackly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, with that, we will begin episode one. <laughs> the sun rises over the land of Matt Zimla, signaling the beginning of a new day. In the kingdom of Ymirsa, flying over farmlands and fields, we see hardworking villagers tending to their crops and their livestock. Flying further, we see kingdom guards both clad in and composed of hard metal, patrolling the rural roads, keeping people safe. And further still, beginning to peek over the horizon, we see the great capital, Ymir City. Already alive with hustle and bustle, we fly over the walls to see people of all kinds preparing themselves for a coming business day. Fruit vendors are filling their stalls, smiths are alighting their forges, and a small shop's doors burst open as if by themselves, though apparently no one is there. Sweet smells tempt passers-by through the shop to spend. We fly higher and pass a thick metal railing suspended above houses and shops, and seconds later an enormous decorated centipede hurtles by, widening off into the city past grand towers and miniature palaces, carrying passengers to their morning destinations. Through diverse marketplaces, houses, slums and business districts, we see humans, half-elves, dwarves and people of many types working hard to earn today's coin to participate and keep their place in the great rat race of the city. We begin to descend within the western quarter 
as we get closer to factories and offices full of people working. We fly over a public park and find ourselves drifting through the second story window of a building labelled Janderson Brefford's Parchment Company. We see a busy office just stretching its legs for the day. People sitting up their desks, brewing coffee, greeting one another. A dwarven woman holding a note approaches a large oak door, puffs out her chest, and knocks. Uh, yes, yes, come in, please. Darling, darling, I know it's, I know it's early, but uh, I'm just, I'm just coming in just to check some things out. You know, it's, I'm just coming in, I'm just coming in. Oh, yes, and, uh, please come Karen in. opens the door and bustles through. Would you like um, to tell us uh, what she looks like? A short, courtly dwarven woman bustles through the door. She has blonde hair in a neat little bob. Uh, her short beard is elegantly trimmed and plaited. She's wearing a bright blue pantsuit with cute little heels, uh, very fashionable, very dwarven, solid metal with leather detailing. And she's carrying her fashionable leather tote bag uh, filled with all the important things that a working businesswoman needs for her day. Very nice. So you enter the room. It's a large double door, although there's two sets of handles. There's one about human sight, and then there's another set of handles that are like about halfway down from the other from the other handles. And as you enter the office, it's actually rather grand. There are you know fern plants. Um, there's a large bookshelf off to the side, and sitting on the other side of a comically large oak desk sits a small gnomish man with a bushy mustache in a purple suit and a little hat. He's the mayor from the Powerpuff Girls, basically. Yes. His name is Janderson Briffords too. Oh, good morning, Karen. Janderson, darling, it's so lovely to see you. You too, Karen. You've always been so reliable. I just, I just really wanted to call <laughs> you in on this very important day. Oh, well, it's uh, funny that you call it very important. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> but do go on. Do go on, Janderson. Do go on. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to congratulate you on a particularly nice uh, birthday party lunch that you threw yesterday. Nice but not expensive. Makes the employees feel needed. Absolutely perfect. I loved it. The cake was phenomenal. Thank you so much. Do you know that my daughter, Emerald, she told me about this beautiful little bakery, you know, just down the road. And it's actually, it's actually uh, one of her friends that runs it. And it's, it's just amazing the things the kids are doing these days, isn't it? Well, the reason I've called you in here is there's somewhat of a sensitive matter I need your help with. Oh, oh of course. Uh, Janderson, anything that you, anything that you need. I'm, you know how sensitive I am. Uh, he starts like nervously shuffling through papers as though he is just sort of looking for something to do with his hands. Um, and he's like, oh, oh dear. Well, uh, it appears that uh, some of our chemicals appear to have gone missing. You know, we need them to meet our month's output. Uh, it appears that somebody has delivered them to the wrong place. Well, that certainly seems like a job for... Uh, somebody very important. You are correct. 
what I need you to do, my dear, is grab, uh, you know, three friends of yours and go out and track down the barrels in the in the small town of Keeston was the last place that they were seen. I, I suppose you and three others should be able to retrieve them quite easily. Nobody that will miss for the day, though, please. Make sure that we're not taking anyone too important. Of, of course, of course. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, uh... I will be back presently. When would you? When would you like me to be back? You know, I wouldn't want to be back too early. Well, you know, <laughs> before the end of the day would be ideal, of course. Uh, it shouldn't take you too long. Keystone's only an hour or two away from here, so yes, before the end of the day would be perfect. Thank you very much. Right, I'll uh, I'll go and collect some of the you know kids around the office, and uh, we'll see what we can do, shall we? As you go to leave, he um he's like, Karen. Yes. Uh, I'm going to ask you to keep this matter quiet. There's almost nobody who knows about this. The board will be sure to use this to make fun of my nice new suit, and I simply can't have that. Oh, and your suit is just lovely, darling. Isn't it? We wouldn't want the board making fun of that. (laughs) Karen uh, exits the room and uh, closes that door quietly. No, she's feeling very important that... uh, Someone has entrusted her with a job like this. Out in the bullpen, there is a small halfling man. He's talking to a, a salesman, a human named Rita. Mm. Nate, why don't you tell us a little bit about him? About Flynnvar? Yeah. Or the, the human that I'm talking to? <laughs> I imagine you don't know much about that guy. <laughs> Flynnvar is a very uh, well-kept halfling dude. A little bit dashing looking, but also a little bit politely rough. Is a nice way to say it. Politely rough looking. I think they call that roguish. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> although, although not a rogue. Roguish without the sneak. Too blatant to sneak. No. <laughs> is there anything else that um, we can that we can see about him? How's he dressed? He's wearing uh, like a a green like a town coat basically, and he's always got his trusty satchel by his side. So in there he carries a lot of things, ready to make some quick sales and uh, finalize those goals for the day. He's always uh his desk is always very neat and tidy and that kind of shows in his personality sometimes um he likes everything just so um so even if uh he's been a bit you know frazzled from racing from place to place he'll still take time to adjust his his hat and his uh kerchief and uh he's always uh got a very nice tidy beard short beard yeah nice so he's talking to uh, a, a man um, and the man's kind of laughing and patting him on the back and, and, and Rita says, Oh, I'm sure you absolutely tore it up last night. Flynn, you you and your people, you're the best partiers I know. I went out to this place last night and one of you shorties was just dancing everywhere and buying everyone drinks. It was fantastic. <laughs> shorties? Mmm. Mmm. Well, you know, they say that the... Uh... The taller you are, the less places you can reach. Uh, that's almost the opposite of what they say. And he, he, uh, to, de- oh, sorry, to demonstrate this, the important places. <laughs> to demonstrate this, he like pulls a can of coffee down from a shelf and then puts it back, and he's like, "I'd like to see you do that, Flynn." <laughs> Thankfully, I'm on a tea cleanse. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. <laughs> So I heard you had a, a, a big sale happening today. Is, is that right? Some kind of wizard school? Is that is that what you're doing today? Well, you know, it's all about building the relationships. And I've built this relationship up from the ground up. And I'm very proud of uh, the excessive use of paper that they've had. 
you know, it's always pleasing to see all those scrawling messes across the floor that they seem to have. I'm I'm not one for mess, but you know, the amount they chew through that that paper. Oh, I love it. It's all about the client's needs, isn't it? I I have to commend you on your salesmanship, my dude. But of course you do. Of course. Oh you my do. god, how how good is it to have a relationship with someone who thinks they can bring magic back to the world by writing on paper? What morons! How the hell is reading books for a hundred years gonna bring back a mystical power from the days beyond? <laughs> Delusional bastards. Look, my advice to anyone is always just try, try, try again. If it's not written in the first time in Coming Magical, just do it again. And that's what I say to them constantly. It's, you know, it's the small little tips that count. At this point, a middle manager, a dwarven female middle manager approaches you. Darling, Flinvar, Flinvar, you're not doing anything today, are you? No, no, you're not. You don't even know what time it is. Good evening. You're coming with me today. Don't say anything else. Don't talk to this oh. man. Right, hard. Shut Thank up. You. Go and do something else. It's, you know, come on. Let's get let's get out of here, Flynn Yes, ma'am. Don't. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Flynn Bud. I'll take care of that important meeting for you, uh, and I'll be certain to split my commission with you if I manage to make the sale. Don't even worry about it. I've already sent an owl. Don't worry about it. I'll I'll deal with it. That's weird. You would send an owl when we have a perfectly good mail system, but okay, bye. <laughs> I was really hoping to go to an Avery. <laughs> Outside the office area in the uh, in the works factory, a like a team meeting is just finishing up, and everyone is is scattering. Uh, and there's an overworked but friendly half elf and woman in a work jumpsuit. And as everyone's scattering, she's like, "Um, excuse me, uh, Frankie, uh, I might ask you to stay behind if that's all right." Oh, 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 okay, okay. Uh, he seems a little bit uh, frazzled, uh, you know, hiding the bits of paper and pens and stuff that he's been hoarding uh, at his little workstation, doing important work that involves trying to balance the quills on top of each other to see how high he gets back. He, he was working very hard. Yes, ma'am. Honey, walk and talk with me, will you? Walk and talk? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay, 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 I can do this. So together, side by side, they start walking through the factory, basically down the production line where the parchment is being made. So there's like, a, you know, there's like a pulp making station and then there's like a station where they add the chemicals and there's like a big assembly line at, at both ends. Uh, very, very large humanoid creatures, uh, obviously Goliaths, you would know that, are turning a uh, huge wheels to keep the assembly line moving. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what Frankie looks like? So Frankie is a really tall, sort of gangly young man, early 20s. He's uh, doesn't have much muscle tone. He's kind of well-dressed for as irresponsible as he is. He wears sort of dark pants, cute little overalls, a plain white shirt, a little bit dirty because he's a dirty boy. He's got wild, crazy, unkept red hair and freckles, but then also dirt. Now you got a bit of dirt on your nose, just there. He doesn't know. <laughs> uh, and he's just got his satchel and there's 
it's full of it's just full of stuff he's found it's full of his tinkerer tools his old moldy sandwich from lunch a couple months ago he's just unorganized but very enthusiastic to be working here thank you for this opportunity for i need this job and what race is he <laughs> oh he is human sorry he's a human okay the elven woman she's like she's getting kind of well she's a half elf She's a little bit older. She's probably like the human equivalent of like late forties, but you know she's she's kind. She's got frizzy hair that she keeps like in a ponytail. Um, she's she's the foreman around here. She's always treated you nicely. She says, uh, okay. "How's your how's your family, Frankie?" Uh, yeah. Well, um, you know, since the the mining accident of uh, forty nine, my dad, uh, you know, he hasn't been the same. Uh, but, you know, he's getting there. He's uh, learning to braid my sister's hair so that uh, when they go to school, they don't look uh, uh, weird. But, you know, he's getting there. Everyone's okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to tell you that I do feel for your family. Uh, I've met one of your sisters uh, a couple of times when she comes in to say hi to you. So I am, oh, yeah. am going to give you one more chance. Uh, but oh, thank you. I, I... And, and and she stops, and right behind her is a bunch of sheaths of parchment that have just all been ruined with a huge ink stain, like something exploded and covered them with ink, and they're all ruined. And she says, "Frankie, is there anything that you want to tell me about how this parchment got ruined?" Um. Uh, well, you know, when it comes to Vinton. Uh, sometimes some things don't always go right and there's some small sacrifices uh, that need to be made. As you're, <laughs> as you're talking, she goes to a nearby uh, storage container and she opens it and she reveals someone's cleared it out and put like a little work desk in there. It's like a secret workshop where somebody has been inventing when they're supposed to be working. She looks in there and she sees a bunch of ink pots and like someone's been soldering like a, like a quill or a pen. And then she looks back and she says, Frankie, your job is to maintain the production line, keep the Goliath powered machines running. I need you to stop goofing around with your tinkering and clear this place out. We need to use the storage container because someone accidentally took the serial number off of it. So it's just been sitting here for a few months. Have I made myself I, clear? I, yes, yes, ma'am. I will find that person who did that and I will clear this up. On the inside of the door, she grabs a poster of a, a gnome scientist. Someone's got like a hero poster of a, of a scientist. Uh, it says, get dark, the inventor. Um, and she rips it down and she's like, I like you, Frankie. But this isn't the time or the place for this. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. And at that point, Flinva and Karen approach. Could I just ask the half-elf's name? Uh, yeah, her name's uh, Ch Ch Chisty. Chisty. Chistine. Chisty? <laughs> Not Chisty, Chistine. I had to make that one up. That was bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, her name's Big Tips, not joking. <laughs> uh, it's, we can call it Shistine if you want. Shistine. Oh, that's nice. That's much better. Yeah. <clears throat> darling, I'm looking for someone who's not doing too much today. I've got a very important job for them. Do you know anybody who might be uh, available for a little mission? Well, good morning, Karen. So good morning, Shistine. It's so good to see you. Uh, it's actually uh, Shestine, but thank you. I, I don't get called that enough. I'll tell you what, if you need to borrow someone from the work floor for a bit, why not take Frankie? He's uh, 
he needs some time to think. Frankie, why don't you uh, why don't you go help Karen with whatever she's doing today? Oh, oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, hey, Karen. Oh, what's, what's... oh, hello, darling. I remember you from when I hired you. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm working very hard. And just quickly shove some stuff in his bag before he can, he can see it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just working the hardest oh. any humans worked. You've got a little <laughs> bit of a smut there, friend. Smut. Oh, do I? And he just smut. rubs it, and then it's just the, the ink from his hands just over it. Is that better? Is it gone? <laughs> oh, just darling, internally panicking. No. Uh, it's uh, an on, improvement. Hold on, I've, I've got, I've got a handkerchief. Hold on, and uh, Karen will give you a hanky out of the bag. Okay, thank you. He'll, he'll blow his One. nose with it and then just hand it back to you. <laughs> oh, thank you, darling. Uh, thank I, I will, you. I'll wash, I'll wash that with all haste. <laughs> Outside the rear of the factory, a grey-skinned boy is dragging a large sack of garbage out to the, the the dumpster, the place where all the garbage goes. Why don't you, Poppy, describe to me the rest of the person we're looking at? Okay, so this is Ido, or Idofa. Not a classically tiefling name, but he is a tiefling. He, unfortunately, he matures quite fast, so he has got these big old horns, which he has tried to file down. Uh, one successfully, one not so successfully. He is dressed in a classic kind of, you know, in those high school movies, and the janitor's always wearing a full jumpsuit. He's wearing that sort of thing. They haven't made a tail for his tail, so his tail's just down the side of his leg, which looks very strange. <laughs> <laughs> And he's looking shiftly side to side, wondering if he can maybe hide out the back for a little bit and have the Dungeons and Dragons equivalent of a cigarette. There's actually <laughs> already somebody smoking out there. As you get to the smoking area, you see a very well-dressed human man that you recognize as being one of the like one of the bosses, one of the people that runs the company. And he kind of looks down at you and, and he kind of snorts and he's like, why on earth Breffords would ever allow one of you people to work in my company. When I take over as boss one day, I'm not going to allow any of you demons anywhere near this place. I look towards <laughs> the fellow. How, how tall is this man? Uh, he's quite tall. He's probably like 6'2". Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I look at him and try and put on the scariest face I possibly can. I have like a little hood on because I like to try and hide my horns. But I take them off and just stare at him in a really kind of freaky way. And hopefully that Makes him a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll roll for that. He kind of like looks you up and down and he's not super impressed. He's kind of just like, oh, nice horns, beast. How's, uh, how's your dad, all of the, the monsters doing? Yeah, I completely ignore him and just flip the bird and keep going. <laughs> he comes up behind you and he pushes you over. He pushes you to the ground. Oh. oh. <sighs> okay. Well... Luckily, I'm used to this. <clears throat> I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to really acknowledge that he even did anything. I'm just like, Ugh, I guess this rubbish bag was just a little bit too heavy for me. Yeah, that's right. It was. And then I just wipe myself off, stand back up and keep going. And he, he calls after you. He says, don't get too comfortable here. I'll be the boss sooner or later. And then all you and your people will be out on the street. He straightens his tie, and then just behind him, 
the three other party members, uh, the dwarf and the halfling and the human, exit the like you know the door to the smokers area and kind of just hear the end of what he just said. Uh, could I could I also ask his name? Uh, his name is uh, Stephen Charity. Karen actually comes out of the door muttering, she's going, oh, someone who's not doing anything, someone who's not doing anything. Oh, Miss Charity, hello, darling, how are you today? Good morning, Karen. I'm just looking for someone who doesn't seem to be doing anything. I've got a very exciting mission. Garbage boy, of course. I'm very angry. Hello, sweetheart, and she just kind of bustles right past your anger. She goes, hello, sweetheart, it's a pleasure to see you again. Get your things, we're going on a little adventure. We'll be back before the end of the day, don't you think it'll be so much fun? Uh, I kind of have work to do. I, oh, who even are you? You know, oh, you might not know, you might not know who I am. Yes, yes, that's right. I, I do make a point to know everybody in the company. It's, you know, it's considered polite to know and trust and work with all of your colleagues. Please uh, no, I am rolling my eyes at this point. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Karen. I am one of the managers of Mortal Relations. You would be hired by them. And I'm here on official business to take you away from doing garbage and offer you an opportunity to upskill and have a little bit of fun, see some sights, catch up with some colleagues of yours. What do you say? It's not a request, actually, darling. So come on. Uh. Okay, so I throw my rubbish bag sort of in the direction of the man to show him that, like, I'm still pissed off with him. Hang on. <laughs> uh, it, it, it bursts open and a little bit of, like, office garbage, like, spills onto his shoe. Oh, and he, he, like, he looks and very... And I quickly follow Karen. <laughs> okay, it's, it's, this is D&D, so I would like all of you to make a perception roll, please. Right. Okay. I got 18. I got a five. I got an unnatural 20. Oh, very nice. I also got an unnatural 20. Ooh. Okay, so everybody except Karen, as you guys are walking away, you hear him mutter under his breath. He's like, this is who he's sending. Okay, might as well resign today, old man. And then you guys, you guys head off out into the city. So you guys need to head to the west gate of the city. How would you like to travel? If possible, Karen would like to uh, take take some transport she's you know in heels. she's she's in here <laughs> there are like horse and carts just for hire there's like taxi carts around all over the place not a lot of people in the city tend to use their own transport a lot of people just jump on the public transportation but also like the the, the richest people do tend to have their own sort of like enclosed carriages but um you guys wouldn't have those so you can take a taxi cart if yeah. you want I think that um, Karen would want to take a taxi car. And okay. She would probably pay for everybody because she would expect to be reimbursed at the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so you take down a note of how much all the expenses are. Do you ask the driver for a receipt? Yes, <laughs> I do ask the driver for a receipt, darling. Uh, he's very surly about it, but he does sort of like note down on a little piece of, and, and it's inferior parchment. He notes down on a piece of parchment that you paid 10 silver or one gold for, for people to travel to the gate. Flinver takes out his little writing kit, his one-handed writing kit, and writes a little quick note and slips it to the taxi driver. Uh, what does it say? A fond recommendation for services 
and how the receipts can be a business card that you give to your customers and how excellent parchment can help make further sales in the future. Oh, so you just try to sell on parchment? Always on that grind. <laughs> he's quite an old human, like he's a human in his like 70s. He's like not super well dressed, he's just kind of like grumbling. He's basically the equivalent of like a very old bus driver and he kind of is like, yeah, sure, I'll look into that. And you guys are off. So, you're traveling through Ymir City. It's colorful, it's buzzing with life and opportunity around every corner. The opportunity just might not be for you. Keeping the peace, as always, are towering metal men, the Warforged. Uh, they watch tirelessly on behalf of the Emperor's court. Uh, people of all shapes and sizes go about their day, rushing every which way in a chaotic dance of consumerism. Tall buildings loom over every street, making you feel like a group of ants scurrying around. Uh, and this is a chance for all of you to just kind of hang out and, and kill some time together while you travel to the gate. So we're in the taxi, right? <laughs> yeah, you're in a, like an open-topped taxi carriage, basically. Okay. Live I by can a horse. see it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of seems like the case where Karen would be at the front with the driver, and then us three would just be shoved into the back. Have you guys ever played Skyrim and used the yeah. fast travel the oh. fast travel carriages there? So there's like one guy at the front, and then there's two like seats that go like along the side. So you guys would kind of just be sitting in the the back part, sort of facing inwards. Well then. <laughs> Karen, Karen is sitting um, there expectantly with her tote bag on her uh, knees, smiling at everybody, but uh, kind of expecting you all to. Chat amongst yourselves. Crazy. <laughs> this is exciting. So much fun. Mm. Who exactly are you guys? Ah, yes. ah, my name's Frankie. I, 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 I work. I know. With... I know you. You're the one I had to clean up after you because of that bloody ink spill. <laughs> Um, I think I think you're mistaken. It's fine. It happens all the time. Uh, you're the it... only ginger on that floor. <laughs> it was definitely you. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, you, the thing about that is, uh, hey, cool. Look at that landmark over there. That's 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 really cool. Flimba puts his hand out to shake your hands. Flimba, sales. I keep the parchment in production. I grab his hand but i have quite intense claws that i do sort of like to show off and i make an effort to go so that you can see them very clearly <laughs> how do you good, do pretty good. good pretty good karen may i ask how long this is going to take if it's going to take quite a while i might i might want to send some letters if i can have a chance to send some letters off to uh Oh, well, it all kind of depends on uh, what's happening back at the office, I suppose. But uh, I was told that we would get back, we would we would be supposed to be back before the end of the day. So I would say about, you know, we'd be back about, about 4.30. Mm. Mm. It shouldn't take too long, a little day trip. I just um, had a very important meeting, a uh, bit of a sale that I was hoping to... Uh... You should have said something, darling, you know? Yes, yes, I definitely should have. Hmm, looking back. Just have to let me know next time. It's not a problem. I'll talk to your manager. I'll let them know that I was the one who pulled you out of the meeting. We'll smooth it over. Hmm. You know, I'm, work I'm currently working on a thing that you can send some messages to other people no matter where they are. I'm calling it send message to people no matter where they are thing. Uh, I'll let you know when it's up and running. Uh, it's in the early stages. Ah. 
<laughs> Why do you guys want to work? We get a day off work. Why are we trying to work? Well, no, darling, it's not a day off work. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's, it's an upskilling day. It's a day away from the workplace, but we're still working. Well, are, I mean, we, are we getting paid? Absolutely, we're getting paid. We're on a mission from the boss himself. We're actually going to go and pick up some uh, chemicals that have been mistakenly delivered to another city. And uh, I was asked to find people that wouldn't spread it around the company that we were doing this because it's not—it's just not the dumb thing to misdeliver chemicals to other other cities. I would just like it to be noted that I had nothing to do with that. The, uh, chemicals have never gone missing on my watch ever. That's you you so... still have a little bit of ink on your face. Oh, just wipes it and just wipes more ink on it. Face. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, mate. <laughs> you're you're most welcome. So this sounds like a pretty big deal. If we're being told to be quiet about it, well, you know, hasn't paid. Everything. Everything in the Jamison Bradford Spartan Company is a big deal, darling. You'll learn that soon enough. It's just how business is done. You know, my husband always says that you don't need to spread your personal business around the company. You don't even need to spread all of your professional business around the company if you don't need to. It's just good practices. Wise man. Thank you. I married him for a reason. Wondering if I could use this as an opportunity to get something <laughs> because it sounds like, come on, no one's meant to know about this. Why have you taken us three who I don't even know you? So what, what made you choose me, Karen, knowing well, since you don't know me? You know that you, you, seem like a, you seem like a fine young man. You seem like a reliable person. And uh, well, I, to be honest, Mr. Mr. Charity, he's he can be a little bit a he can be a little bit tough sometimes. And I saw you having a little bit of trouble. I thought, you know, you might like an easy out, darling. It, 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 it's not a big deal. You don't have to thank me for it. <laughs> I just I just know how hard it is to get started in a business sometimes. You know, when there's when there's rumors swirling about you. And you heard him talking, right? You heard him say that he wants to take over. Janderson's position. Oh, of course, and that's why we have to make this job go absolutely smoothly, sweetheart. We can't have Janderson being smeared in front of all the stakeholders. Okay. Interesting. Mm. What exactly do we need to do? <laughs> well, it's simple. It was explained to me. You know, we go to, we go to what's the city's name again? Uh, it's called Keystone. It's Keystone. just a small town outside of the city. I'm going to write that down. Well, you know, as Janderson himself explained it to me, it's very simple. We just go to Keystone, we pick up the chemicals, maybe we give them a little bit of time to get everything prepared for the evening, and uh, then we roll on back to the company, put the chemicals where they're supposed to be, and that's it. We've uh, had a little bit of a road trip, we've had a little bit of an adventure, we've gotten to know each other, and we've all upskilled. And isn't that just such a wonderful working day? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs>
Hey, it's Penny again. I hope you're enjoying Arc 1, My Chemical Errand, so far. We had a bunch of fun recording it, and I'm really looking forward to where the story is going to go to from here. We don't have any sponsors, so there aren't any ads to put here, but I just wanted to do a little shout out to some of the people whose work has gone into this project. It'll just take a sec, and then we can get back to the questing. First of all, the players, Stephanie, Liz, Nate, and Poppy, you guys have been really fun to DM for, and I love your characters. Thank you so much for the time that you have all put into this. Uh, secondly, thanks to Tabletop Audio for allowing me to use their background music. If any DMs are looking for cool mood setting sound to add to the games, he puts them up completely free as a community resource. They're really good and super well produced. You can check them out at tabletopaudio.com or on his Patreon, which is also called Tabletop Audio. A big thank you to a guy named Regan McKinnon, who created the theme song for the show, as well as a few other pieces of music I'm going to be using. If you liked the theme song, you can reach him by searching for The Porch Recording Studio on Facebook. And finally, thank you to my partner Liv, who has not only been super supportive throughout all the hours I've spent writing the show and editing and post, and helping me to workshop the story ideas, but is also responsible for all the official art that you'll see across all our social media. She's a really talented artist, and she makes all of her money through commission work, creating all sorts of things from digital art portraits to movie storyboards to original comics. She's an absolute treasure, and I can't possibly sing enough praises in this short moment I'm taking for a shout-out. If you like the show art and you want some delightful and affordable art custom-made just for you, check out Liv Artisan Design, that's L-I-V-A-R-T-I-S-A-N, Design, on Facebook, Twitter, or Patreon. Thank you again for listening to our humble little D&D podcast with a terribly long name. You can find out more about us on our website, which should be in the description. I would say it here, but as of this recording, I haven't actually reserved a domain name yet. And there will be a Patreon established eventually where subscribers will be able to get characters named after themselves, submit ideas for magical items that the players will be able to buy, or just show your support, whatever you want to do. Okay, on with the show. So about about 25 minutes of cart travel. Um, there's a bit of traffic, so it takes a little longer than normal. Um, you guys arrive at the city's west gate and you disembark from the cart and you get in the line. It's, it's all, uh, there's more carts outside, but it's, it's for the most part, the taxis don't go out. So it's just private carts coming in and out. And then there's like a pedestrian line. The foot traffic is moving a lot faster than the various carts and animal drawn vehicles. And as you guys watch, a Warforged guard pulls a rolled up carpet out of someone's cart and shows it to his guard partner who is a tabaxi, who's a cat person, dressed in a blue and purple soldier's uniform. The tabaxi takes a small tube to the eye and examines the carpet and, and makes a gesture to the Warforged. He unfurls the carpet and just stands back and it sits, like, it sits flat, except like a foot above the ground. And another gesture, uh, two more Warforged guards pull a gnome woman out of the cart and begin to lead her away. And she's, she's saying, you, you, you can't take it. It's a, it's a family heirloom. I wasn't going to do anything dangerous. And the Warforged says, we understand, ma'am, but magical artifacts are not allowed in the city. They simply cause too much inequality. And people in, in the line ahead of you uh, start to gossip. Oh, a, f a floating carpet. And another one says, oh, I bet she works for the mafia. And the, and the third one says, oh, something like that. You know those darn criminals who get their greedy hands on it? And the first one says, oh, I wonder if she made a deal with the devil. And then she sees Idafer in the group behind you guys, and she quickly falls mm -hmm. silent. 
I'm assuming they're smaller than me, and I'm staring down at them quite scarily. <laughs> oh, just, just, just ignore him. Just ignore him. We'll be out of the city soon enough. There's guards everywhere. He won't do anything. I, we're on official business. We're not representing yourself. We're representing the Janderson Breakfast Parking Company. Please remember that, sweetheart. Stop glowering at the common folk. <laughs> the common folk. <sighs> <laughs> So, you know, about five, ten minutes later, you guys arrive at the front of the line and the tabaxi that you saw before checks your lanyards. Does anyone have a lanyard like somewhere other than on a necklace? No. I just have like a badge. Uh, mine would bad. be attached to my satchel. Karen's would be around her neck. Frankie's would be in his bag somewhere. He's frantically searching through his satchel. <laughs> <laughs> Papers falling out. I'm like, oh yeah, here it is. Who's fronting the group? Karen. So the tabaxi turns to you, like after looking at everyone's lanyards, and says, Good morning, madame. Uh, what is your purpose for leaving the city today? We're on official business from the Janison Breakfast Parchment Company. I can see that is the, where you work based on these lanyards, but you, you, I do not often see people without paper coming through the gates. What are you doing out of the city today? An upstairs. <coughs> sales. Really? Uh, and sales, upskilling, sales, you know, all the good stuff. He notes that down in his little ledger and he takes all of your names down. Enjoy your... I was over him making sure that, he's, that he spells her name correctly. That's uh, Stonecutter, S-T-O-N-E-C-U-T-T-E-R, yes, yes, yes. Your handwriting is adequate. Thank you very much, madame. The four of you, please have an excellent time out of the city. And it is my duty to warn you that you should not stay outside the city at night. Bandits roam the roads, and despite our best efforts, people often find themselves robbed or mugged or worse. So please make sure to take care of yourselves and take shelter in the nighttime. What was your name again? <laughs> Fuck, I gotta come up with a name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting name. A, a cat, a cat name. Like a classic cat name. Karen, um, yeah, like Karen will ask for everybody's name. Okay, cool. I'm gonna to have to come up with names for all of these. Uh, my name is my name is Shimmer. It is a uh, Shimmer Tailcoat. It is very nice to meet you. Shimmer Tailcoat, darling. It's so good to meet you. I will remember you, and I will pass on my recommendations to your manager. Have a fantastic. He kind of like rolls his eyes a little bit once you once you turn your back and he's like, Oh, thank you very much. That wouldn't mean so much to me. My manager being the emperor. <laughs> so you guys are out of the city. The city is surrounded on all sides by quite large like stone walls. Once you get out of the city, uh, there's, you know, it, it's it's mostly just a road leading up to the wall. There's a stable there for people who want to hire uh, hire carts. There is, you know, there's a couple of people like, you know, selling maps to the city and a few people. But for the most part, once you get out of the city, it's either like leaving or coming in with like a few small exceptions of people standing around. There's a few guards out there just keeping an eye out. The walls are exceptionally high. You know that there are guard towers at the top, but just because of how high they are, you can't actually see anybody up there. So uh, you guys have about an hour's travel to get to Keston, judging by what you just kind of generally know about the area around the city. How would you like to travel? Well, not walking, obviously. <laughs> 
what's the what's the transportation methods to get there? You can you can get a cart. You can hire individual horses. This gate doesn't have a centipede train. The centipede train is mostly just inside of the city. Although the north gate. Uh, you you know that because the north gate is kind of like the royal sector and the rich sector. Supposedly, out of the north gate, there is a centipede train that that goes north. Individual cart, horses, not a cart. About to ride a horse. Okay, okay. Yeah, most of you probably wouldn't know how to ride horses or donkeys or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get another cart. I will um, ask for another receipt. <laughs> is that one gold again, or is it? Uh... Uh, it's just it's uh, probably uh, seven seven silver there. He's like, oh, you can pay the rest on your when you when you're ready to return. Uh, I don't do return trips because people take their time and sometimes somebody else wants to hire me. So, you know, seven gold. So, sorry, seven oh. silver. <laughs> Very nearly overcharged <laughs> you there. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't have overcharged me, darling. I know exactly how much I'm worth. <laughs> She'll get onto the cart, having not uh, realised that she's just roasted herself. Uh, do we have to drive the cart ourselves no there's a driver he'll there's a person who will well you can if you want to like if if you'd probably be five silver if you want to just take the cart but there there will be a um uh, like a bond you have to pay i'm okay (laughs) i can barely drive Um, so uh he says oh well uh it's about an hour to keystone from here sit tight there's a nice spot i know on the way where we can have a rest and you can stretch your legs uh G- good day to you. I'll probably be ignoring you for the rest of the way. And he, he does like a big yeah, and the horse is like, Boo! and then just walks at like a slow horse pace, just like a basic. It, it, it feels like it's gonna, it feels like it's gonna gallop, but it doesn't. You guys are free to, you know, carry on chatting for a bit if you want to, or I can just skip ahead. It's really up to you guys. Um, um, uh, have any of you guys been to Keston? I have not. If, if you want, you can roll I history checks, and I can tell you what you know about it. Okay. Anyone? Oh, anyone who thinks that I've been there. Not if not necessarily everyone. If you don't think that you would know about oh. it, like I defer. You just asked, so you probably don't know much about it. Hmm. Yeah. Nah, Karen won the burn. She doesn't. Unless it's Nah, it's not. <laughs> I rolled a nineteen. Cool. Okay. You I know. rolled a twelve. Okay. So, uh, Frankie, all you know about Keystone is that it's just—it's just like one of many small towns, like just small farming villages that just sits outside of the of the city. It's one of the closest ones to the city walls. It's only like an hour or two outside of the city, depending whether you walk or take a carriage. And Flynn, you know that it is quite famous for its pork. It's a pig farming town, primarily. Pork. Yeah, for its pork. Okay, I think it said port. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, so. yeah no, sorry, pork with a K. Okay. It's a pig farming town. Maybe we should think of our uh, our cover story or our, our sell to people about why we're going to Keystone. And maybe I could make some sales to uh, some places there since I haven't made context here. Well, you know, that's actually a very good idea. Flynn, I knew I picked you for a reason. <laughs> what's, what's Keystone all about anyway? It's a... It's a human town, isn't it? So I don't, I don't really know much about. Oh uh, well, yes, it's just a giant pig farm, basically. Not much happening, but you know, farmers make orders, send off shipments, and they need good parchment to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. very good. Do we do waxed, waxed based paper? Just thinking of those butchers and wrapping their uh, products after they're butchered, actually. 
Hmm. No, I don't hmm. know. No, Frankie, what kind of papers do we do? Do we do works based? Uh, uh, would I have to roll to know that? Or no, just you, you just decide that's there. canon. Okay. Uh, uh, wax-based papers. Uh, yeah, we, we have some applications for that. Uh, we're in early stages, but, uh, I think we should be up and running, uh, with, uh, that, uh, soon. We're also developing some sort of really thin paper that's easily dissolved in water, uh, used to possibly wipe, uh, messes off of body regions, but we're finding that's very difficult. <laughs> To keep up protect, uh, production because everyone seems to be hoarding that. So that sounds very interesting, Frankie. That's... It, it, it sounds like a whole different world down there on the production. Uh, floor. Oh yes, yes. We're, we're trying to make up names for that. At the moment, we're calling it uh, waste bucket paper, but uh, it doesn't roll oh. off the tongue as easy. No, no. I, I, I've got some samples here in my bag somewhere. If you you want to see it, and these. Ruffling and uh, it's, it's a little soiled, but uh, you know, I think you get the gist. And he, he hands it to you, and uh, Flynnvar retracts his hand very quickly. <laughs> so does Karen. I scoot away. Wow, we can see from here, darling. It, it's it's kind of like a handkerchief, but single use. That's right. It breaks down oh. really easy. Uh, sometimes your fingers just go straight through it, and. Uh, we're, we're figuring it out. That's a trade secret right there. I'd tuck that away real quick so no one else uh, steals an idea for you. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. He just shoves it back into his bag. And... Ew. <laughs> all right. Like, so if Frankie I may... Doesn't... He doesn't understand why you're all disgusted about it. He's like, it's just paper. Like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, if I may, Karen, can we use the waxed paper as our kind of back cover story for why we're visiting this weird town? Because we need something other than sales, as I must say. Of course, of course. If you want to get all, you know, private eye on me, that'll be quite fun, won't it? I'm sure we won't need to, but, it, 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 you know, if we want to have a little bit of fun, and uh, maybe that will... Uh, Bring us closer together as work colleagues. We can have a little bit of a fun private eye detective adventure together. What do you think, Hypha? Exactly, uh, uh, these chemicals. What are they? I haven't been listening, by the way. Like, like my character, I have. But <laughs> <laughs> have just kind of been sitting there playing with his claws, just kind of ever since Frankie was talking about the tissue paper. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I've just uh, you know what are what are the chemicals like? What exactly could they do with them? I don't know, darling. I don't want to put down on the floor. You have to ask Frankie. <laughs> Make parts with them, I guess. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, you would know. you like some help with this mm -hmm. one? Yes. Yeah. Thanks. So <laughs> for the most part, they are for uh, tempering. Uh, bleaching basically like you have to make pulp in the factory so basically you get wood come in and the chemicals is what you use to treat the wood at certain stages in order to turn it into parchment in order to like basically get down to the fibers and then press it and then bleach it and so there's four barrels of chemicals i haven't really given them names they're just chemicals but they're just you know the stuff you use to make paper yeah. Frankie would uh, like to explain that and he's like I also have a book here that helps explain all of that and he pulls out 
uh, a book. Uh, it's called How Not to Lose Your Arm and Your Brother's Body uh, in 24 Days, Engineering for Beginners. Uh, oh. And it pulls out, uh, goes to chapter like 27, and there's a whole chapter on making paper and explains the various chemical process and uh, everything to do that. So uh, he does a little presentation on that. Karen, at the end of this little presentation, Karen politely claps and she goes, see, we're upskilling and we're learning from each other already. How exciting. <laughs> I actually found that helpful. Thank you. <laughs> it's possible that Ido fell asleep during that. <laughs> <laughs> After you guys have been traveling for a total of about an hour, the cart pulls over and the driver's like, well, hey guys, I mentioned to you before that uh, a good place to stretch your legs and relax. We've got a little ways to go. Uh, not not too far, but if, if you like, you can you can stop here and have a drink and enjoy, enjoy a little bit of uh, relaxation time. And, and it, as he said, there is like a really nice, like really pretty forest clearing just off to the side of the park. There's like a stream that runs on the other end. Um, there's a few seats. Um, obviously this is a popular spot to stop because there are a few like chairs that people have built and like bought here. Do you guys want to stop here or do, would you like to just continue? Anyone else here? Yeah. There is one man. Uh, he's he's just quietly sitting uh, near, the, near the river. Do you guys know Samurai Jack? Yeah. Yeah, he's got one of those um, big flat cone hats. It's called a kasa. Um, okay. and, he's, and he's wearing a robe, and he's just sort of sitting quietly uh, by himself over by the river. Oh, that sounds like a lovely idea, darling. Thank you so much for your service. It's been exemplary. What was your name again, sweetie? Jeff. My name's Jeff. Easy to remember, easy to come up with. That's what they say about me. Jeff. Jeff, Jeff Cartman. <laughs> I will... I can't believe it. I will pass on my recommendation to my family. It's it, it has been an absolute pleasure so far. What what time is it around about? You it was it was yeah, it is morning tea time. It's about 10.30. You guys have been traveling for a total of about an hour and a half, including the time that you were traveling through the city and waiting in line. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 getting, it's getting close to morning tea time. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, Karen would like to hop off and um, have a little bit of a snack. She has her packed lunch because she is a uh, special businesswoman, but also, you know, uh, very thrifty. So she's got a nicely neatly packed lunch and she would like to get out and have a little bit of that. <laughs> out of the stomach audibly growls and I haven't bought any food because I usually buy something from like a vending machine at work um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, K Karen have you got any food oh I I've got something uh, in here that I'd like to share like, uh... okay so I asked Karen I am terrified of your bag Frankie Let's not okay. let's not be so hasty. What Frankie got? Are you Frankie pulls out this uh it's a little parcel wrapped up in some paper. <laughs> Don't know if it's actual food grade paper, but that's beside the point. I've got the sandwich. He smells it, he's like, uh it was salmon and egg sandwich. Um oh. I can't oh, remember uh, when the last time I ate salmon and egg, but you're free to share this. And oh, <laughs> I have an wow. animal that would split four ways. 
Karen will hand Ida for the other half of her sandwich, just be like, oh, Frankie, you're too kind. I think you should save that uh, for uh, yourself. That's fair. Possibly for uh, maybe a passing animal. Or... Oh, so so you think I should just, just put it down here on the ground? Maybe something will come and, come and eat it? Is, is that what, you, what we're doing? Are we sharing everything like that? Like you can, you can, you can share, you can share your your old sandwich with the wildlife if you want to, Frankie. That's that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think I think I might do that. He just sort of places it gently down next to him, and you know, carries on. I'm assuming uh, it smells disgusting, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I kick the sandwich because I don't want it anywhere near us. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just gone. Can you can you roll me a dexterity uh, dexterity check? Just a straight dex check. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Now that's nice. That is a da, 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 uh twenty two. <laughs> it rolls kind of close to the to the tree line. Kind of like splits open a little bit, and a a fox darts out of the forest and like has a sniff and then like yelps and runs back into the forest. <laughs> and and off, from over by the river you hear um a, like <laughs> very amusing. And you can and you can see the man in the casa like kind of watching you. He's he's smiling. He doesn't really seem disturbed by new people coming. He's just he watched the thing with the fox. He pulls like a little handkerchief wrapped parcel out from his bag um, and he opens it and he's like new friends would you like to share some pastries with me on this beautiful day i would oh, love to thank yeah, you yeah, I <laughs> he does have a little package of like pies and cupcakes and and stuff Aww. and see so he like lays oh, it out and he grabs like the the pinkest frosted cupcake and he begins to to eat it please Aww. please come over and share with me the uh, food you have for the animals does not appear to be edible. So perhaps you would like to eat my food. Slimbo <laughs> um, goes over to join him and pulls an apple out of his satchel and offers it for sharing as well. Um, um, as well as his belt knife. Roll me a perception check. Yeah, I've eaten the half sandwich that oh, I got yeah. quite hastily. And then I walk over really politely and go... This is a nice little selection you have. May I have one? Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, I'll come back to that. Uh, absolutely, new friend. Uh, but it is customary in my in my country, in my town, to share names before we eat together. Uh, my name is Moshi Werata. It is very nice to meet you. Flimva, nice to meet you. And I put my hand out to shake. He smiles. He doesn't like seem to get that you want to shake hands. He just kind of smiles and he, he, it kind of looks to him like you've reached for a pie and very, very clearly missed. So he like picks one up and like put it in your hand. He's like, uh, here you go. The food is on the ground. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Yes. Mm. I've reached for a cookie and I'm assuming there's cookies there. Yeah. And I just say, oh, my name is Josh. Very nice to meet you, uh, Josh. Um, does anyone else partake, or are you guys staying separate? Josh. Yeah, no, Karen will also bustle over and introduce yeah. herself and um, make a point of saying his name a couple of times. Um, Moshi, 
Moshi Warata. Uh, that is, is that correct? That is correct. Thank you for taking the time to memorize my name. Perhaps if we bump into each other Moshi in the Warata. future, you will soon know it. <laughs> he's like very jolly and very, of he's very I friendly. Never, I never forget a name. I never forget a name, Moshi. I never forget a name. Well, I'm Karen. It's a pleasure to meet you. Unfortunately, I don't have quite the selection of beautiful pastries to offer you. I just have, you know, uh, some mixed nuts and uh, uh, the sandwich is already gone, unfortunately. And uh, but I believe I will take one of those cute little cupcakes. Oh, please will, help yourself. She will grab one of the cupcakes and she will uh, sit down next to uh, Josh. And, <laughs> and start munching. So Frankie bounces over as well, and he's like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> I'm Frankie. Uh, nice to meet you." <laughs> he also turns to Josh. He's like, "Have I been mispronouncing? Your, did I mishear your name? I thought you had a different name." I lean over really close to Frankie and go, <laughs> "No, my name is Josh." <laughs> oh, Josh! You must right. not be very good friends to not remember an easy name like Josh. No, we no, must well, we mostly know each other by last names to be fair. Oh, very good. Um Josh, what's your last name? It's uh, <laughs> uh it, I don't have a last name. Uh, it's just oh. Josh. Josh, mononym, Josh. Like Bon uh Bono? He's not in this. There is actually a Bono in this world. Perfect! <laughs> he's, he's not a rock star, he's just a guy. Just like Bono. Just a guy. <laughs> so uh back to Sorry. Flynn's uh perception role. Are you over twenty one, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. You notice poking out of his bag a very, like, ornately decorated handle that looks like it might be for some kind of sword. Okay. It's, it's not, like, on him. It's just, it's just poking out of his bag. You just kind of notice it. It looks very expensive. But anyway, like, he, he carries on sharing his lunch with you. He tells you a, a humorous story about a, a frog that he saw, you know, just before you guys arrived. He just seems really, really happy to be talking to people. And then after a little bit, he Aww. kind of falls serious and he says, uh, you are all from the city of Ymir, is this correct? I, I assume so yes, from the yes, way you are dressed. Yeah, that's where I live. We're from the Jensen Breakfast Parchment Company. We're here on the official work business. Uh, what, are you doing? what are you doing on the road? I am simply a traveler. An adventurer. I am seeking my fortune, as you say. How fun. Uh, might I ask you, how, how does... How are you seeking a fortune? Oh, you know, just whatever comes up. And he kind of... <laughs> actually, roll me, a, roll me an insight check. Oh, okay, that's an 11. He seems on the level. He seems like, he seems like he doesn't really have any like particular okay. thing that he's up to. He does, he does kind of say, ask okay. you, like, so you are all from the city. How does... How does life treat you there? Are you well taken care of? Are you wealthy? Are you are you able to take care of yourselves? I, I certainly don't have any complaints, darling. And she kind of, and Karen kind of uh, uh, subtly shows off her fancy shoes and her fancy little bag. Please look yourself. I I have to work to support my family. I it's. Very difficult, but very rewarding. I wouldn't uh, have it any other way. Can, yeah. can I do a perception check into um, why he's asking that? That would be or insight. I'm... Oh, insight, I mean. Yes. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, 
Unnatural 20. He seems to be asking you in a like a sympathetic way. Like he seems genuinely interested in like your day-to-day lives. And when Frankie mentions that he uh, has to take care of his family and that he works really hard to take care of his family, um, he does seem to be really sympathetic towards that. Like he does seem like, like he seems concerned. Uh, he seems very concerned about the way people live day to day. He kind of, you know, he does a little like snort out of his nose. Like when Karen like basically says how well off she is, he seems <laughs> genuinely concerned about the poor. Okay. Do we know what what race is he? Like, is he? He's a human. Very obviously not human or something. No, he's he's okay. he. Or he seems to be a human. He's got like a big hat on, but like from the from what you guys know about the people that you bump into from day to day, he looks like he has the build of a human. Mm. Okay. okay. Flimba puffs up his chest a little bit and he says, I'm doing well for myself. Um, I'm a self-made man. I made myself what I am. Oh, very very good. I appreciate someone who earns what they have. And and you, and you, my friend, how is life for a horned being in, in the city? I look at him a little bit. I actually look away from him because I don't really want to talk about it. But as so I just, I'm just like, oh, it, it, it's okay. I'm fine. He kind of watches you for a little bit. He's like, oh, okay, very good. I rolled a natural one, so he just believed you. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says, like, for many of your people, I know that things can be uh, very difficult, so I'm glad that you are doing well and taking care of yourself. You are my friend now. Have you you met other tieflings before? Oh, yes. Uh, I have a very good friend uh, who is a tiefling. He has... Uh, different horns than you uh, and he is significantly older but he is a very good friend of mine he did not have the best childhood uh, he was one of the first tieflings people people did not like him but he is a good man uh, Karen, ah. Karen butts in and says well rest assured that uh, uh, we in the Jensen Griffiths Parchment Company are doing all we can to reduce discrimination and foster good relationships between all races in our company. You can see all of us are here together today on a sales and upskilling trip with all different races and we're all getting along just fine. So, you you know, there's really nothing, nothing to worry about, darling. do like an audible chuckle like <laughs> you're right <laughs> um moshi moshi stands and he picks up his bag and he's like i'm very glad to hear that not everybody <laughs> has the same fortune to be so well taken care of in this world so please make sure you take care of people who are not as well off as yourselves uh karen and also the rest of you but you seem like you have the ability to do that please take care of these people they are my <laughs> friends now uh, and he starts to whistle. Oh, uh, I bid you farewell. Perhaps we will meet again someday. Uh, and he gets up and he kind of just walks off, okay. like whistling to himself. He's headed in the direction that you guys came from. He, he's not heading towards Keystone. So he's heading, heading away to the from city. Keystone. Yeah. Well, not necessarily to okay. the city, but just away from Keystone. What a lovely chap. Strange fellow. Hey, he's all right, eh? Well, I do believe we shouldn't hold up Jeff any longer from this job. We should probably get back on the cart. Is everybody, is everybody stretched? Is everybody feeling ready for another exciting half hour of sitting down? I'm oh, ready. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let, uh, let's, let's get this done. The what? The kazoo. The kazoo. The kazoo. Yes, I'm going to go empty my kazoo. 
Please, empty your kazoo. <laughs> uh, Flynn ducks oh. around the tree and actually empties his kazoo because there was some crumbs in his kazoo. And then comes <laughs> so you guys are standing around, kind of like talking and just being like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Did you wait? Did, did, did how did you guys feel about Moshi? Did you like him? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was lovely. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. So nice, you guys are nice you guys are kind of talking, like standing around doing water cooler and stuff, being like, "Oh, what a lovely guy!" And you turn back to the cart. Yeah. And Jeff is being held by a human man, uh, who also is holding a dagger. And there are also another human man and two tiefling men advancing on you. And as soon as they see that you see them, the human holding Jeff says, Get him! And you guys are very suddenly being mugged, being attacked. Oh! Did, oh! Did, did, we, uh, eat my, did we eat my apple? I don't know, did you? Yeah. Okay. I think we ate the apple. Were you going to throw it at them? Well, I put it on the table. So you have extra strength. <laughs> I'd throw it at them if I didn't. <laughs> how do you react? Like this is kind of like a sudden thing. You're you're surprised and frightened by this. Like how do you react in this moment that men with uh, men with knives are approaching you? Karen Karen screams very loudly and starts wildly swinging her handbag. <laughs> stay stay oh. back! I'm from the Janison oh. Brevard's Parchment Company. I'm here on official business. You don't have a right. Touch me! And she's swinging her uh, One of the tieflings um, is like, oh no, I guess, I guess we don't have a right to, and he grabbed your bag. Um, Roller, when you swing it, he tries to catch it. Roll me a, a strength contest. Okay. Okay. Strength, strength, strength. Hmm. That's a natural one. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, so he managed. So he actually snatches your purse mid-swing and manages to wrest it away from you. He uses his knife to like cut the strap, so now he's got your purse. Mm. Okay, uh, would anybody, uh, would anybody else like to tell me how they're reacting or should we start the encounter? I am sort of frozen in fear, but as soon as the guy steals Karen's purse, I run to like pick her up because she's tiny and haul <laughs> off. <laughs> Okay, um, and uh, Flynn, Flynn and Frankie, how do you guys respond to this, like, sudden shock of people approaching you? Um, uh, so I immediately put my hand up, but I'm staying still because I'm a bit shocked. But I think I'm, my mind's kind of ticking over and I'm thinking, how can I talk myself out of this? Okay, and Frankie, so I'm gonna what take you... a, like, a bit of a, a minute. And Frankie, what do you want uh, to Frankie's also going to say, um, he's going to put his hands up and he's like, uh, I'm sure we could come to a more peaceful resolution where you guys live and we also get to keep our stuff so the other the other tiefling that doesn't have uh that doesn't have karen's bag is like oh yeah peaceful resolution that's what we all want to tell you what why don't you all give up all your valuables all your gold and that way we can resolve this peacefully by us just punching you in the face a bunch of times how does that sound let's put a pin in that um <laughs> let's let's not punch in the face he punches you in the face. Get... Oh! <laughs> yeah. What's your uh, what's your AC? Uh, AC is fourteen. Uh, yeah. So he meets that. Uh, you take uh, two bludgeoning damage. Oh shit! I said, give up your goddamn valuables. This is a mugging, okay? Do you know what that means, city bitch? 
give me your bag, and then we'll maybe beat you up a little bit, and then we'll let you live. How does that sound? Or we could do it the other way, where I take this knife and I put it inside your body. Flynnva puts up his hands in further and he goes, hey, hey, look, can I just say, if you look at all of us, we're obviously low-income workers. What's your time frame? How much time have you got to rob people before, you know, someone comes along with, you know, more muscle, more things, trying to talk his way out of it? One of the others punches you in the face as a response to that question. <laughs> What's your AC? Um, 14. Can I try and duck? Uh, no, he hits you. Oh, he, meet, he, he meets your AC. I'm rolling attacks on my end, so if he, if, if, yeah. Oh. So you take, you also take two bludgeoning damage. Oof. Roll me a quick, uh, let's say con, con check. 14. Okay, yeah, like, you, you, you're not quite knocked over, you managed to stay on your feet, but the guy that punched you, like, is now, like, holding you and kind of trying to rifle through your pockets. And the fourth man, the first human, uh, approaches you, holding his knife to Jeff's throat, and he says, Listen, we're not here to play games, we're here to make money. So all of you, empty your pockets now, or this guy dies. Okay, I think they're gone now. Hello, it is me, Moshi, your favorite samurai-based character. Thank you for listening to the show, and make sure you treat people correctly and take care of those who need help. Okay, goodbye.